You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, episode 14. Uh, and you're joined tonight by the two Ronnies. Uh, sorry, I mean the two Johns. Um, how you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm good, John. Um, unfortunately, at the moment, Chris is having some technical issues, so he might join us, he might not. Uh, he might be light to the party. Um, so, fingers crossed was... he can go on. Yeah, I think Stormer Philly is blowing his computer away. Hi. <laughs> Um, so we'll get straight into it in terms of the charity bet. Uh, going for Lawrence Shankland, his first goal scorer, which looked a good bet, considering his form that he'd been in. However, unfortunately, didn't score first. In fact, Airdrie, in that match, scored first. Um, and much as it finished 2 all Shankland that he would score that game. So, aye, no joy with that one. However, I think he might be one to watch for another time. Um, the other bet, the treble... Motherwell came back after we won now down against Hamilton to win 2-1. Uh, Wraith Rovers got back to winning ways, they won 2-0. And unfortunately, uh, Falkirk under Paul Hartley, first game in charge, um, finished 0-0 against Inverness. So we're close, but aye, close doesn't get you anything in this bet. So. Yeah, and um, my apologies for the Falkirk shout. I thought it was a good shout, but by all accounts they dominated, but didn't do enough. Yes. Did it. Yep. Um, so we spoke it last week a bit about the Scotland campaign, uh, probably quite a bit actually, and the Gordon Strachan situation. Um, kind of Tuesday, I think, last week, they announced there was going to be a meeting on Thursday in terms of discussing Strachan's future, and it was decided that, thanks, but we're going to move on and get someone else in. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we spoke a bit... Um, can't remember if everyone said that um, it was the best thing for me to go or not. I certainly was one that thought it was the right decision. Um, I put that in my, my piece last week that it was the, the right decision for him to, to move on. Um, as much as the last six games were an improvement, you're not just six games don't make a campaign. It was the ten games in the first four were terrible, plus the terrible end to the um, Euro 2016 qualifying campaign. Um, it'll be very interesting to see who's next. Um, I do see that the left field um, name has been thrown into the ring um, by the name of Cesare Prandelli, the former Italian manager who took them to Euro 2012 final, which I think could be quite interesting if that is if the SFA were to approach him. Definitely wouldn't be averse to it. Um, possibly, maybe a foreign manager might be the way to go forward. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, there mm-hmm. are names we spoke last week about the old kind of names like Alex McLeish being mentioned David Boyce again still he's favourite with McBookie um, if we look at McBookie is Prandelli even quoted I can't see it is. oh he is no 25 to 1 so that might be a decent shout considering the talk is that he's interested in the job uh, however the club that he's at has said no it's not happening but We'll see what happens. The fact he's the fact he's uh, managed at international level before would mean maybe mm-hmm. he might quite fancy it again. But yeah, we'll need to see. Yeah. 
there's always yeah, there's always a risk of formation. I mean, I don't like this attitude of because Betty Boats wasn't great that um you know all Scot all four managers aren't gonna be good enough for Scotland. That's not necessarily the case, it's just that Betty wasn't right. I mean, we've had some Scottish appointments haven't exactly worked in recent years, you know, two in particular George Burley and Craig Levine. Um, you know, Betty Votes was far better than those two put together. Um but I I wouldn't be adverse to a foreign manager. Um and Prandella does come with a decent enough pre- um, pedigree, but I still think, although Regan said they would cast a net, um, but I still think it'll be a sort of Scotland manager. Are you alright there? Yeah. I just heard a lot of heavy breathing there. Oh, no, it's just, uh, I know, I'm alright, aye. Right, good. <laughs> Watch this space. <laughs> yes, it will be a case of watch this space and see what happens. Um, in the meantime, we've arranged a friend of the Netherlands and Malky Mackay has stepped in to manage in that game. I think we did discuss last week that could have been another Craig Levine situation whereby the director ends up getting the manager's job. Um, hopefully it's just a, a temporary measure. Yeah, I think Regan's pretty much said that that is only for a one a one off because Mackay's still got a lot of work to do with his performance director job and I don't think that would go down well because was, his appointment um, as performance director was controversial in itself so elevating him to manager would just be a step too far but it's been made pretty clear that it is just for one game he's got a bigger job to do and he should be given the time to do that job yeah, definitely. Um, other kind of thing I wanted to touch on was the Scottish Cup draw. Um, I know what happened maybe after the Premiership games and obviously the Scottish Cup games at the weekend, but yeah, another Cup draw that was bolstered up a bit, um, to say the least. <laughs> the draw had been made and then they realised that it was Archie Knox got the numbers mixed up. I think it was the other boy. Was the other boy? mixed up. Yeah. Um, so six and nine get confused, so they have to do a redraw. Yeah. I don't know why why they didn't just you know swap about right who should have been number number six um, put that team where number nine should have been swapping about because I don't know if you remember the League Cup draw um, two thousand seven eight where they mixed up uh, Aberdeen Hearts because we were drawn to play Rangers and Hearts were drawn to play Dundee United or so we thought. And then they realised four hours later, oh no, Aberdeen's got the Rangers have got hearts. And they just corrected that, so I don't know why the SFA didn't do that, but, um, yeah, it, how hard can it be to get a, you know, to get a Scottish Cup draw? And see if they're confused with a nine and a six. Put a line underneath. Exactly, aye, that's, that's exactly <laughs> what, I, that's exactly what I was saying. Because uh, yeah. I, I was talking about, of all places, I was talking about the butchers today because, um, in terms of local teams, obviously, folk know I like Hawker McTalman to watch them, but the Butcher, they've got a Glen Afton fan who's won a local rivals, and they're still there in the Scottish Cup this season because they won the league last year and the Scottish Junior Cup. And they originally had a home tie against Queen of the South, whereby you would expect maybe they would have got a decent uh, turnout, whereas now they're away to Livingston. So, yeah, they were quite, he was quite disappointed. Yeah, one of my mates a Queens fan and um, he was disappointed because he thought about, well that's nice getting a trip to Glen Afton, yeah. but instead they were going to Montrose who they 
have just played in the Challenge Cup, which yeah. isn't quite the same thing. It has to be said, I don't know if um, anyone's ever been pleased about a trip to England often. Um, but yeah, you're, you've made maybe in the minority there. Aye, it's, I suppose it's ticking the bucket list as to grounds in Scotland. Aye. Um, whereas a trip to Lynx um, Park, Montrose, but it's not quite the same. Yeah. But... Um, uh, I'm just noticing some of the scores at the weekend. Um, I think there were a couple of league teams went out. Star and Albion got beat 5-3 or 4 in Thistle at home. And, uh, yeah, East Kilbride won away to Cowdenbeath. Yeah, I think the one that stood out for me was definitely the Star and Albion one because obviously they're top of the league. Um, however, Wolde and Thistle Hutch and Vale are good pedigree at junior level. Um, won the Easter Scotland League last year. so uh, Still a surprise though. Mm-hmm. So. No, definitely a good result for them. And... Good luck to them in the next round. Yeah. Uh, moving on, move on to the review of the Premiership. Started off a Friday, and Hamilton against Rangers. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. No, St Johnston against Rangers. <laughs> we go back in time. Yeah. I'm going back in time to kind of two weeks previously. Um, yeah, but by all accounts, actually a quite even game, but. Rangers took chan- their chances in St John's and Dibber. I think St John's had some like 14 corners. Yeah, there was a weird spe- spell at the start of the second half. Um, I think St John's had something like six or seven corners in a um, four or five minute period. It was just corner after corner. Um, but Rangers, to be fair, and we've criticised their defence at times this season, but they defended them superbly well. Um, I think having Brian Alves back in made a big difference to them. Yeah. Um, Possibly and, as well, um, Jason Holt in midfield as well, because he's kind of defensively minded as well, so maybe we help protect the defence. Yeah, I, I think St. Johnson were definitely hindered without having O'Halloran against his um, parent club. Um, but, you know, they're still putting enough pressure, but they just. Um, but Rangers, you know, on their travels again, um, you know, I think they've won every away game this season, but won in the league. Um, which was at Partick Thistle and you know they've come away with a good, uh, a good three points uh, um, I think part of the game changed for St Joyce as well when Stephen Anderson gets sent off for two bookings yeah um, definitely second yeah second's definite booking the first one probably because he's been part of a a scuffle um, with yeah. a couple of players so I know Tommy Wright said it was harsh but um, he shouldn't have been getting himself involved in the first place Aye, I mean, sports scene and sports scene, Michael Stewart and Stephen Thompson reckoned it was a pretty soft uh, yellow. I think if he'd not been booked already, he might not have got you know, yellow. But as soon as you're on a yellow, doing something like that, you always run the risk when you going to get sent off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think the second was a booking all day long anyway. And of course, um, I, I think even if he hadn't been booked earlier, he, he would have been booked for that. But yeah, he was always wanting a tight rope. And, that changed the game. First and foremost, they lost any impetus in it. Um, yeah. Lost another threat from the set pieces, probably their main threat. Yeah. Then as well, I think it was disappointing, I think, from St. Uh, George's point of view, was that how easy um, Tavernier managed to get both his crosses in for Penner's goals. No one even near trying to kind of stop the cross, which was, I think, a bit disappointing from their point of view. Though yeah. he, was, he said he was quite pleased with the performance after the performance against Aberdeen, but still no points mm-hmm. yeah. Penner maybe starting to settle in 
Yeah, possibly. I mean, that'll certainly give him Clubbis getting 82 goals. You know, he's come with a bit of a price tag, but in modern day terms, um, you know, Rangers have fought it a good bit of money. Um, but yeah, he'll certainly pick up the confidence from those two goals, you'd imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're sitting pretty comfortably in third at the moment, still six behind ourselves and Celtic, of course, but no, they'll be away from home, certainly they look really good just now. And no, gives them a bit of a confidence boost ahead of next week's semi final. Yeah. Which we'll come on to later. Yep. Uh, the other thing as well, again, Graham Dorrance continued to impress fifth league goal, um, which continues playing central midfield is a really good record. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's playing a bit deeper than he normally has in his career because he's always been more advanced playing in the, the number 10 role. But yeah, he's certainly, um, he was always going to be a good bit of business. Um, you know, he keeps the ball pretty well. Um, and yeah, he's, he's certainly been playing very well this season. I don't know if he's ready for uh, you know come back at the Scotland squad, but that's up for someone else to make that decision. Um, but he's certainly doing well for Rangers. Yes, he is indeed. Um, moving on, Saturday, Celtic first of all against Dundee didn't maybe get it all their own way. Yeah, I mean, that's just what they're going to have to get used to, is teams coming to Park Head and parking the bus. Um, although I don't know if I'm doing Dundee a wee bit of disservice, because they did have a couple of chances, certainly after they went one behind, but they made life very difficult for Celtic, and, you know, Doris the Vista to be in, in good form, although the second one, I think it was Deacon. Um, it's a good save, but Deacon should be scoring. Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, the thing that might help Dundee as well in terms of that kind of performance that they put in as well, um, Josh Meekins made his first appearance, obviously a kind of few seasons back when at Inverness when they won the cup. Um, he, had, he was kind of really <laughs> playing well. Maybe lost his way a wee bit at Inverness. I think he kind of struggled a wee bit in injuries there as well towards the end of the time there, but that might help. If he can get back to form, um, Dundee have certainly kind of suffered the last kind of few seasons defensively, mm-hmm. so that could help. Yeah. There. Um, Celtic did, I suppose, rest quite a few players. So mm-hmm. maybe that's why it wasn't you... as convincing as what uh, a lot of people thought it might be. Yeah, I think Celtic are getting a wee bit um, complacent, to be honest. I mean, there was a Hibs game, they were pretty close to you know, losing that game. And on Saturday, and on another day, Dundee could easily have walked away with a point and they would have deserved it. Um, but, I mean, they are making multiple changes. I know they've got a Champions League to consider and they've got three big games this week as we'll probably come on a bit later um, in three competitions again. But, you know, I think they know they can, pro- they can probably know they can get away because of the squad they've got and most players in their backup could walk into most uh, teams in the league. But, you know, they are getting a little bit complacent and, you know, Sooner or later, they will probably end up losing that undefeated record at some point. That's when is it? Hopefully. That'll do nicely. Uh, if it happens yeah. then. But yeah, no, yeah, I agree with you. I think possibly, I think maybe it's kind of too many changes. I can understand them making a, maybe a few changes in mind for the game tomorrow, but I mean, yeah, the likes of Kouassi, who hasn't really kind of featured this season, mm-hmm. starting. Uh, Devise, who's not played for about a year, I think, or something like that. Yeah, his last game was the sixth one against Kilmarnock last season. So, I I think it 
agree with you. I think it will kind of come, hopefully, uh, bite them in the arse at some point. Yeah, next Wednesday would be quite nice. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Which leads us on nicely. Yes, it does indeed. Um, third clean sheet in a row, and a, a difficult tie after him getting the two old draw at Celtic Park before the international break. Uh, mm-hmm. Thought it would be a, a kind of tricky tie, but by all accounts, mm-hmm. I think we managed the game quite well. Yeah, we did. We did very well. It was a very good goal. I mean, there's two really good passes in the build-up to that. Um, I mean, Carrie Anderson's pass at um, Steve May was a, a really good one. And then May lays it back to McLean, and McLean's pass is into perfect. And delighted for Mackay Stephen because he's not hit the ground running at all yet for Aberdeen. It's obviously been a stop-start um, beginning of his career. Um, with certain events that have been happening, he's probably obviously against Mallow, but uh, delighted for him to get that goal and hopefully he can go on a run now. Because he is a good player. Yeah, he absolutely. Player. Helped his confidence as well. Uh, after that, he was kind of showing a few tricks as well. Um, mm-hmm. Playing on playing at times on the right as well which maybe kind of helped him as well but he went to cut in and that's how he kind of scored the goal so mm-hmm. uh, good there and as I've kind of mentioned as well the kind of clean sheet um, starting to maybe get a settled team now um, possibly though because of Conjuline being injured as well whether that's yeah in a weird yeah in a weird Sort of way, I mean, Andy Collins is very good servant, but in a weird sort of way, that's actually helped us because Shinny's went back to left back and it's almost as if he's not been away from that position. And, um, yeah, no, I think I think the big thing about our team just now is O'Connor sitting in front of uh, McKenna and Arneson. I mean, that old head, young head partnership at the back, Arneson bringing on McKenna is really working, and yeah. O'Connor just doing the dirty working midfield and you know, stop plugging the gaps and getting the ball forward to your advanced players like McLean and. Christy, definitely you know, to make things work. So the, the thing, other end, yeah, the thing that helps as well is at times we can then switch, like kind of go to a back three in game, where corner kind of going in beside Arneson and McKenna. So it then lets Logan and Shinny get forward as well. Mm-hmm. So being yeah, it'll be, we'll be interesting to see. We're going to obviously talk about it more next week. The Aberdeen and Celtic game, but interesting to see kind of how much McInnes changes things. Obviously, you'll need to change it with Christie not being able to play. But I believe Considine might be back by then, so. Yeah. I can see there being at least two changes because I don't see him starting Rene against Celtic, but as I say, that'll be covered next week. But yeah. A, a lot of people say, have said to me, is it good that um, you have that 10 day gap before you um, play Celtic? Well, Celtic of the two. Um, the Champions League and League Cup games. To be honest, John, I'd rather be playing the League Cup semi-finals this week and then playing Celtic. Ah, oh, yeah, definitely. I think all teams would want to be in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, sadly, we, well, we're not going to be because of the result at Motherwell, so... Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. It's disappointing. I think even just to be playing it, we can be good in some way because it's a, it's a yeah. long gap between games, especially after we've had the international break as well. So... Yeah, you want to build a bit of momentum. And, yeah. You know, if, if you, most of the successful teams are playing two or three games a week. And yep. if that's where we want to be, we need to handle that. So, yeah, I would have liked to have been involved in the League Cup semi final. The gap, um, the, at least it gives us 10 days to figure out what the, the right team is without Christie to, to face Celtic. And 
Yeah. Hopefully this time next week um, we'll be getting ready for three points, but we'll wait and see because it'll obviously be tough. Definitely. Um, good news as well, Pataudry, the news of Scott Wright signing a new deal to 2021, uh, which is great news because you, you kind of worry in terms of what's happened previously with some of the youngsters at Aberdeen moving down south. Um, but yeah, he's decided to yeah, commit himself for another... Thank you. All right. But that's up to yeah, you. Know. He's... What you yeah, I was just going to say it's only 2021, so it's a um, three and a half year deal, I think it is, because he was at a contract at the end of the season, I'm sure. Um, but uh, hopefully, we can, I think they're looking to speak to McKenna, O'Connor, and McLean this week again. So hopefully, we can get three, the three tied down. Absolutely, if we can go three uh, secured, yeah, that'd be ideal. Because mm-hmm. it, it would help as well. You you won't end up that season having again, maybe could have changed four kind of regulars in the team mm-hmm. which, which is what something I wanted to come on to as well because after the game on Saturday you can have a wee look on Twitter as I do in terms of just reading about the game different things like that quite a few fans of other clubs they're noticing some uh, threads and sections saying it's not a very great Aberdeen team now uh, might, I don't know I, I, we're in a period of transition. We've lost four key players. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, without, we went out of the cup. Disappointing performance. But aside from that, we're unbeaten in the league. Uh, I, I would rather be in the position we're in than the likes of the kind of fans of these other clubs that are talking about us. Exactly. We're joint up the table. You know, we've only dropped four points all season. Um, yeah, we're, and that's despite the fact we're trying to figure out our best team. Yep. Um, yeah, get that we're not... Um, we're maybe not great on the eye at the moment to watch, but I'm sure that'll come once we start building results. And we're doing it the right way by coming back to base and send a solid defence yep. and then build for there. You know, that's what McKinnis did at the start. But if you look at the, the quality of our goal, it was the only bit of quality play in the whole game. You know, So it shows these people who split our tactics that we do actually have players capable of playing good football. Absolutely. The thing as well is we've been accusing in the past of being a bit, maybe a bit soft in certain games. Uh, there was times we'd be struggling mm-hmm. against the physicality of our hearts, uh, St. Johnson, whereas this season that's kind of certainly something that we can't be accused of. Um, I, I kind of did see as well some Hibs fans moaning that we were a bit too physical. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, but I'm sure, um, I mean, to be fair to Neil Lennon, um, he, he wasn't critical of our tactics. You know, he said that we played the only... Um, Good bit of football in the game. Yeah. He was he was rightly annoyed at his own team for not creating enough because when they get to the final third they almost didn't know what to do. That's partly because we did well, but he made a good point that um, John McGinn scored the, the two goals at Celtic and then it was Paul Hanlon the game before. The strikers haven't really been doing it recently. Yeah, um, Simon Murray's went completely off the ball. He has. Yep. Uh, certainly Stokes had a, a couple of half chances for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they are, they are. It's like a difficult one because obviously, aye, they have been promoted and all that, but they've definitely got a squad that should possibly be doing a wee bit better than what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Drawing a lot of games as well. Uh, obviously, they lost against us, but yeah. they seem to be kind of the draw specialist this season. Aye, definitely. I mean, I think the games that sum them up is, I mean, they've got a Celtic pattern within nine minutes or whatever it was for winning and um, putting in a great performance, but. A couple of weeks before, they're drawing two each at home at Motherwell when they're um, two 0 up and losing at home at Hamilton. The week after winning at Ibrox, um, they're just a bit erratic just now. But um, 
they'll still have a solid season and be in the top six. There's no question about that. But yeah. probably the inconsistency will stop them from being in the top three. And Hearts are no Hearts are only a point behind them now, and Hearts are being considered to be struggling a wee bit. So. Yeah. That was a terrific result for Hearts going to Ross County when I know Ross County have got a, a great home record, but Owen Cole's first home game, I thought Ross County would have been up for it and good enough for three points, but Hearts did very well. Um, first goal for Jamie Walker this season, which is a bit of a surprise. Although uh, first goal in 18 games or something like that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, Ross County, Owen Coyle, certainly not happy about thinking they should have had a few penalties. The better certainly seemed to manhandle was at Davies, I think. Yeah, that just one, before the first Hearts goal. Yeah, that one I would say, yeah, definitely what uh, should have been a penalty. The other ones I'm not so sure about, but that one, yeah, I would agree, should have been a penalty. Mm-hmm. Aye, definitely, that was a turning point, because instead of Ross getting having to go one up, it's then one out of Hearts. No, but um, but yeah, they did really fight themselves back in it, but um, Walker um, took his goal very well. Um, Aye, no. Gonzalez took his goal pretty well as well. I thought the sending off was a wee bit harsh. Um, I thought that was a case of two really soft bookings. Yeah, because I think straight away when Randall, the second, when he got sent off, he acknowledged that he'd missed time the tackle. I don't think there was any malice in it. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. sent off. Um, and then after all that, Kieran Dunn gets his first goal for Ross County again. He's looking like a good player uh, from the development team from last season. He had a chance at the end to make it Desmond. He probably should have scored. Um, they came in at the back post. Yeah, but they'll 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 still be quite happy the way they've performed, and you know when they carry that into the games against the teams they, that are going around them, like Sir Hamilton, for example, and come out, um, you know, Partick Thistle. That's where you know they'll probably get the points that they need. That'll be good enough for them to stay up. I think. I think Owen Coyle will be a good appointment for them. Yeah, well they've got a big game this weekend against Hamilton. Yeah. Aye. Yeah, it's a big, um, it's a great game for them to come into because Hamilton are no great shakes on and off the pitch. Well, yeah, uh, the, the off the pitch stuff is, but who knows what's happened there in terms of how they managed to be scammed for seven hundred fifty thousand. Oh, that's a lot of money for a team like Hamilton. I mean, I know that from what I know, they're generally well run off the pitch. Um, but to hear stories like directors are putting money to stop them from going to the wall, that's quite alarming. Because um, always my perception of them is that they would run things well from the youth academy, and they keep themselves in the black. They're yeah. very strict. They've got the lowest budget in the league, obviously. Yeah. But definitely. that sort of thing alarms you. I, I suppose you'll hear quite a lot about it as well because I know that far from that. Yeah, I mean it's mainly been the mainstream media to be honest, but. Um, uh, that's. I don't know how much of that's blown out of proportion. If it's, um, but you know, seven hundred fifty thousand. If that's the accurate figure, um, or round about the accurate figure, that's quite alarming. And hopefully, they get things sorted. Um, yeah. But on the pitch, it's not going well at all. They've got a lot of injuries, which isn't helping a team like Hamilton. Um, Aye, I mean their form is terrible. I mean they had a good start to the season as well. But what is it? That's five. Five. Five have lost. Um, and conceding a lot of goals as well. Mm-hmm. I think the last three at least um, against uh, St Johnson Rangers and now Motherwell, they've taken the lead in those games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but another very good three points for 
for Mother will continue to defy odds. What are they fifth in the league? Yeah, I oh. yeah, they are they are doing yeah, superbly. Hey, fourth. Fourth on Oh the fourth, yeah. Yeah, no, they jumped above St Johnson. Mm-hmm. So. Great boost ahead to the semi final as well and um, the manager signed a new deal to twenty twenty. Yeah, and also as well the young boy Campbell, who looks a good player. He signed a four year deal. Oh, four years, that's good. For uh, Campbell. Yeah, a long time since Motherwell paid out a four-year deal, so they also rate the boy highly. Yeah. Uh, And then, they probably could have won by more as well. Mm -hmm. uh, There was one that Bowman had. He could have probably should have sealed it. And Rob McLean was pun, or not pun, but he could have said he should have super sealed it, uh, which was dreadful. (laughs) Uh, I probably shouldn't have even repeated it. But... The boy Hartley scored again. Defender. Mm-hmm. Three in the last four. He scored. Very clever <laughs> free kick, I thought, from Carden. Mm-hmm. As well. Yeah, he's been playing well. Um, Carden too. And, uh, yeah, Peter Hartley's been... Is you know, that sort of player that you'd love in your, your fantasy team if there was a Scottish fantasy football about because he's um, keeping clean sheets and he's scoring at the other end. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't keep clean sheet at the weekend, but no. generally he's been playing the team that's been doing well. Aye. And we thought it would struggle as well a bit, I think. I but certainly did. I had them down in the playoffs, so... Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I, my know, I think I did as well, yeah. Well, it's a long time away, but you think that... Uh, you know, I think they'll probably just get better. Considering the amount of players that they've brought in, you know, it's actually really remarkable how well they're doing. Um, you know, they obviously um, get the, the semi-final at first, unlike us. Um, and are sitting fourth league, yeah, it's been, it's been great for them and... Probably good for Scottish football as well that you know yeah. that they've got themselves back up there because you definitely. need something fresh now and then. Yeah, definitely, and as well the good thing about them as well is it's not just Mole that's scoring the goals; the goals are getting spread about the team. Mm-hmm. There's other players chipping in with goals, so yeah, things are looking good there definitely. Yeah, uh, well, my best mate's my little supporters, Keith, so um, I'm pleased to see them do well for him. As long as they stay below Aberdeen, then we're both happy. Or I'm happy, at least. Yeah, we'll just need to get revenge in the Scottish Cup player against them. If we, we hope maybe we play them <laughs> then. Um, in terms of you saying things are going good at Motherwell, on the flip side, things aren't going so good at Partick Thistle. Uh, another team like Hamilton, who are beset with injuries, because they only had they only managed five subs at the weekend. What's the name? Five subs. So, sigh. Things are looking... A bit bleak for Archibald. And what's not happening, helping is the defending for that first goal. Don't know who it was, um, but you know that was shocking defending. No, I don't know if he was trying to head the ball back to keeper or if he was trying to head it away from danger. Aye. Either way, he completely messed it up. And um, Boyd's, you know, said thank you very much. Um, Aye, no, it was a thrower as well, and they just yeah, they just switched off. Mm-hmm. They, it was. Turning the back, turning the back, and all that, and yeah, Kelly were clever, quick throw in, and Boyd certainly enjoyed the score. I don't know if he maybe we get a bit of stick from the crowd, but the the mm-hmm. other one, the other one as well, the second goal from Jones, Frizzell, Frizzell, yeah, that's right. Um, mm-hmm. Just no one closes him down. He's, he's yeah. having all the time in the world to kind of run and hit that. Yeah, take nothing away from Frizzell. It's a terrific hit. Um, you know, the goalkeeper didn't, well, don't know if the keeper should be more central shouldn't, um, because the, the ball was not quite in the top corner, but it's still a terrific strike, you know, to get that up and down. 
you know, it's a terrific strike. Um, but yeah, Kilmarnock were also busy pre-match by the appointment of Steve, um, Steve Clark, which you know, we're talking about um, the left field move of um, Crandelli for Scotland. Well, that was from a Kilmarnock point of view, that was certainly left field because no one saw that coming. No, I don't always even talk about it, but still, even when people were saying, oh yeah, it could be that he'll get the job, I no one really thought it. Uh, however, he is an Ayrshire mm-hmm. lad. He is from Ayrshire. Yeah. So maybe he's decided I mm-hmm. come back and see what he can do. I think he's from Salt Coach, I think. Yeah. It's good to see, um, from, our, from our game, it's good to see guys like Owen Coyle and Steve Clark, you know, just not turning their nose up at Scottish football, unlike um, Billy Big Boss Davis, um, you know, who just has this arrogant attitude, thinking, oh, Hearts is beneath me, um, Dundee United is beneath me. Um, the Scotland job in 2008 was beneath him, apparently. Whereas Steve Clark and Owen Coyle are happy to just say, I don't care who I've managed before, this is an opportunity for me to get back into work, I'm going to take it, and if yep. I do something, who knows what will happen. Yeah. So I think that's good. I well, Steve Clark as well has committed to a three-year deal, so mm-hmm. it's not as if he it's not as if he's like just signed a a kind of short-term deal and maybe the chance that he'll get a different job. He's he seems to be there for the long haul, but you never know in management what can happen. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with Archibald. I mean, six months ago he was tip for manager of the year. He was one of the shortlist for manager of the year. Um, so finished top six as well, and I, I still hope they give him time. I, Mm-hmm. Um, I've not seen anything to say that he is under pressure. I've not seen any like votes of confidence and daft like that. But mm-hmm. just just the way that this season's been going already, with so many managers losing their job, you do fear for him. Yeah, next two games are vital for him. I think they're at home with Dundee at the weekend, and um, then I think they're away at Hamilton the next game. Um, they really need to um, pick up three points at least one of those games, because otherwise they're going to be cast themselves adrift I said this will be alright this season with the players they've got I still think they have the potential to get out of it but the longer they go without winning the more confidence is going to be sapped out of them and the harder it's going to be for them to win games so they need to get in that board quickly yeah but other than as well I thought um, obviously Mike Sorry was at Aberdeen uh, didn't really work out for him there but uh, I thought he would end up kind of doing quite well part of this but so far he's not really managed to hit the ground running they're struggling, for, they're struggling for goals, um, which, like, a few teams are struggling for goals. But even though Hearts are, like, picked up in form, they've only scored on average about one a game. County are struggling for goals, Kilmarnock are struggling for goals. So. Um, mm-hmm. But yet, we've obviously mentioned Ross County. Well, the three of them have all changed a manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's worried. I think, I think from what I've heard that Thistle have no plans of sacking Archibald any time soon. But that could change in a couple, you know, a couple of games. You just don't know. I mean, we never saw Jim McIntyre um, getting sacked. No, and that happened out of nowhere. So, yeah, managers. I think managers are, are not daft. They know that um, they need, it's a results-driven business, and um, Archibald needs to start start winning games quickly. Yeah. I suppose it'll be helped as well this weekend if they were to win uh, Kilmarnock aren't playing and Hamilton aren't playing so Hamilton are playing so they did away to Roscoe that's right but, um, but they could go level with Kilmarnock anyway if they to win yeah well Dundee's certainly a fixture um, it will be tough obviously but 
Dundee's certainly a fixture that, you know, they should be looking to try and get the three points. It's a team that's going to be around them near the bottom, you'd think. Um, and that's the sort of games that, you know, Particle identify to try and get three points. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could be though, to get the first one and then that gets them going and then they kick on, but it's yeah. getting that first one, maybe that's the, the struggle just now, because the yeah. more games that go without them winning, then confidence will obviously um, be low. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, we'll just let me see. I think that's has covered all the games. Yep, we have, yep. Um, so moves us on to the... I suppose we should talk about the game tomorrow night. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, this is Tuesday, we're having to record a little bit later than normally. But yeah, Celtic have the small task of having to go to Allianz Arena to play Bayern Munich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's quite tough and um, it's even tougher now that Bayern have changed their manager. It's the second time this has happened to Celtic that teams change their manager before they played Celtic in the Champions League. Um, this is obviously going to be a bit different to Anderlecht because um, they've brought Hinkes back. First game back, they win 5-0 against Freiburg. Yes. Um, so, you know, and this guy in Hink has obviously won the Champions League with him four years ago. Um, so I think it's fair to say Celtic, although they're without Neuer and a couple of others, it's still going to be a very difficult task for Celtic to even get anything from the game. Yeah, not helped as well by the fact the news tonight that Celtic are away without Semenovic. Yeah, that's a massive blow. Um, yeah, cause it, it'll, because I think Sweet Jake was still just so... Who do you pick then? Do you put Beaton back at centre-back where he didn't look that comfortable before? Um, do you put Lustig in there and put in Gamboa or Ralston right back? Um, do you bring in Chris Fryer who is a natural centre-half but still a bit young? Yeah. Um, it's not a um, pretty situation for Celtic. Going to, I mean, just the same thing that's happened to them because obviously it, it was Boyat out for the PSV game and they suffered badly. Yes. Uh, on the flip side, though, there is good news for them in terms of Brown and Armstrong being back in training. So mm-hmm. that's good for them. Yeah, but, I think Brown will definitely start. Whether Armstrong will, I don't know, because Cham played the last Champions League game and played well. So could well be Brown starts that on the bench, but they certainly will need Scott, Scott Brown back in there without a shadow of doubt. Yeah, but the, the thing as well, it's going back to the defence. People are maybe saying about I Bayern haven't been that great this season. The Lewandowski this so far this season has scored eighteen goals in sixteen games. So trying to stop him will be no easy task. No, he's one of the, the world's best strikers. I think Lennon said he's better than Cavani. Um that's a fair comment to make to be honest. I mean Edson Cavani's a, a terrific striker, but Lewandowski is equally as good, if not better than him. Oh yeah, Lewandowski, I would say, without a shadow of doubt, is better. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing as well, you could you could go around there, you could go through the whole Bayern team, but it'd be very interesting to see how Kieran Tierney manages against Ari and Robin. Yeah. Yeah, I think that what he needs to do is just go and throw Robin um, inside his left foot, because that's what Robin will want to do every single time. Aye, he will. Um, and he obviously can't go forward as much um, so this is a big test for him but hopefully stand up to it Do you think they'll get us out? Um, I hope I hope they do for Scottish football um, but I think Bayern will be too strong um, 
I don't think it'll be as bad as the PSG game, but I still think Bayern will win quite comfortable. I think in maybe a two or three goals. But I'd, I'd be happy um, if Celtic made me eat my words. And they got even a draw. It'd be a great result. I mean, they weren't too far away from it the last time they played. It was in the old Olympic Stadium. Um, Alan Thomas had them one up and then Roy McKay equalised and then they were within minutes away from a draw but Mike Nathedman misjudged the cross from McKay and it went into, his, into the net yeah I can't see them getting into the I thought I'll get that starting for Chris <laughs> I, I, um, I, can't, I, I can't see them getting into the league I think just Bayern will be just far too strong um, yeah. if Celtic had been even if Celtic had been full strength I think they would struggle but mm-hmm. there seems yeah. to be a, a there's been talk as well of the fact that I think he's returning and feel good factor as well and the players like him and very much a mm-hmm. kind of change mindset at the club yeah yeah, yeah their tails are up from, from that appointment I mean um, by all accounts Ancelotti had lost certain members of the dressing room and Hankes has just come in and had a bit of a presence he's only there for the, to the end of the season he's in his uh, early 70s now um, but no, he's obviously held in high regard because he won that treble four years ago. Um, and they've just got too much quality for Celtic. I mean, Celtic fans knew from the outset that the, the Anderlecht games were the key. And so long as Anderlecht keep losing their games, then Celtic should be fine for that Europa League place. Yeah, I think they should. I think um, if you'd ask most Celtic fans when the job is made, if they thought they would finish top two, even the most ardent of Celtic fans and would have probably said no um, that they'll be realistically they'd be happy enough to be playing in the Europa League yeah that would do Europe beyond Christmas is the this is the progress this season um, but we'll wait and see um, so moving on we spoke earlier about the fact that Celtic and their record it continues to be unbeaten domestically they have Fitzgerald on Saturday 12-15 kick-off against Hibs who obviously were not far away from breaking the record or taking the record away yeah think Hibs, could, think Hibs could win maybe on Saturday possibly um, they're one of the few teams that could beat Celtic on a big occasion um, and it all depends if the big game players turn up you know the likes of, you know, there's lots of experience the likes of um, Anthony Stokes and um, you know, John McGinn, um, Stephen Whitaker, um, you know, I, I mean, that's a team that won a, a cup, only a cup, um, what, last May, um, they won the Scottish Cup, so, yeah, they're, they're definitely capable. Um, I think on memory, and I like not trying to fill in these stats when Chris isn't here, but I think the last time Hibs played Celtic in the League Cup, um, and Chris, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it was... That one that Chris talked about last time, where Hibs beat them two one, on route to the final in two thousand four. Um, so never know, it could well be written the script for Hibs, but it, it certainly will be a tough game. I think Celtic will maybe just edge them out, maybe two one or three two. Yeah, I, I, I certainly think yeah, I think Hibs are one of the teams that could uh, end the record, but. Might be helped by the fact that Celtic was such a difficult game tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's the travelling back factor because obviously Celtic not get back until you would think early hours of Thursday. Um, 
I mean, I know it's only Germany to Scotland. It's not that. Far. It's not like they're going to the far east of Europe, but um, it'll still take a lot out of them. And Celtic will be aware of the fact that last time they played Hibs, they made too many changes to team, tried changing the formation. They can't afford to do that in a National Cup semi-final. And they'll want to defend that treble. They'll be after that double treble record that nobody's had. Aye, yeah, no, definitely. It'd be interesting to see as well whether he changes the team much from whatever team starts tomorrow. Rodgers, mm-hmm. we spoke obviously about the fact he's rotated a fair bit this season. Mm-hmm. I think he might not rotate as much for this game because it's the semi-final, but you never know. Um, but it should be a good game. Hopefully it goes to extra time and penalties. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's just a shame <laughs> that game wasn't on Sunday. That would have been better if that was a Sunday game from our point of view. Aye, it would have been aye. Um, Sunday though, Motherwell against Rangers. Mm-hmm. Tough, tough one to call. Yeah, those two met this stage in 2011 and Rangers 1-2-1 and for what I recall that was a pretty close game. Motherwell pushed them hard. Um, Rangers certainly picked up their form since the... Um, the old firm game they've won back to back away matches scoring seven goals so they'll be confident equally Motherwell have been playing well um, this season just won at the weekend um, it'll be interesting to see set plays because Motherwell have scored the most goals for set plays this season of all the teams in the top flight yep. so that could pose a threat to Rangers although Rangers showed in, in Friday night they could defend them better yeah uh Aye, it's another. T- it's definitely another tough one to call in terms of mm-hmm. who will win. Um, well, you could see it going all the way. Quite po- yeah, quite possibly. I think it, a lot depends on how how Mother approach the game. If they show the no fear attitude that they showed against us in the um, the quarter final, then they'll t- they certainly have a chance. Um, but. You know, you just don't know how they'll adapt to the big pitch at Hampton, you know, different atmosphere. Um, I was at Fair Park that night. Um, it was a good atmosphere, the home crowd right behind them. It's not going to be the same at Hampton because they're going to be so far away, there's not going to be as many of them. But you never yeah. know. I mean, if they show no fear, they've certainly got a chance. Yeah, I think I'd read as well that Motherwell kind of struggle to sell tickets for it. Don't know. I don't know. That was maybe that was maybe kind of start of last week. We're looking at things have changed, but hopefully they get a good turnout. Yeah, the difficulty for them is is that well, I know it's only Mother Mother to Hamden isn't exactly far, but um, it's the early kickoffs a big put off for a lot of people. Um, what was it twelve fifteen, twelve thirty again? Um, I know, yeah, Saturday came definitely twelve fifteen. Sunday, I think would be twelve thirty. Mm-hmm. But I think ticket, I think it's quite expensive as well. Now it's not that often your team get. I think when you get to a semi final, you just try and go if you can. I don't know. Um, I think yeah, I just if you got families and all that, then it becomes quite expensive mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. But my old don't have the biggest of support, um, and most of that support will probably hold itself for the final if they get there. Um, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Hopefully, more more snap up tickets um, as the week come on, and they get a decent support. Um, I would. My instincts are saying right now. I think Rangers will do enough to win the game, and it'll be an all firm final. But I'll be happy to be proved wrong. Yeah. 
Um, so that probably sums up everything in terms of the last week or so and what's to come. However, you've got predictions to make for the three Premiership games in the weekend. Mm-hmm. We have Hearts against St Johnston. St Johnston off the back of two losses. Will to get back to winning ways? Um, I'm going to say that Harps will win this game. This, is this only their second game at Murrayfield, incidentally? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Um, I think I think Hearts will win this game too. Win. I think St Johnson's form's not been great recently, and Hearts will do enough. You think two one? Uh, I'm going to go for a one all draw. I think St Johnson will get back to basics and grind out a draw. Um, Hearts are seventeen to twenty. The draw is thirteen to five, and St Johnson are twenty nine to ten. Um, I'll get this one right. I got it right early and then I got it wrong. But Ross County play Hamilton. Um, Ross County are four to five. The draw is thirteen to five, and Hamilton are sixteen to five. What's your thoughts? Um, I can't see anything past the home victory. Hamilton are really struggling. They've got a lot of players out um, in Ross County. I know they've got not a great home record, but um, I think that'll that'll end and they'll win the game this time. I think two 0 Ross County. Yeah, I'm thinking it's that same too now. Um, good price as well, so definitely a consideration for the charity bet. Mm-hmm. And the other game, again, you could have mentioned it earlier, Partick Thistle against Dundee. Um, Thistle are 5-4, to four, the draw is 23-10, to 10, and Dundee are 21-10. to 10. Can Partick Thistle get their first one of the season? <laughs> well, I've been tipping Thistle to win a couple of games this season, and it's not happened, including the last one against Kilmarnock. Um I'm going to tip Dundee um, to come away by 1-0. Yeah, they'll come away by 1-0. Um, I'm going to go for a draw. Um, 1-0. I don't think either team has been particularly good this season. So um, We're looking at the games for you know, charity bet. What do we think? Do you think we should go with Ross County at 4-5? to yeah, I I would stick that in. Um, what were some of the other ones that we talked about off air? Was um, was it you mentioned Albion Rovers? Yeah, I think Albion Rovers at home to Queens Park. Mm-hmm. They are even money. So I think that could be decent. Yeah. So let me just check something. If we were just to go for a double of those, it might go by treble and add another team, but if we went for a double of those two, let's see. Thirty such pound. Is that what? Really, is that what um, the total would be? Then obviously you're losing ten pound off that. So it'd be twenty six pound profit. Is that right? Yeah. So whether we want to add an all team possibly. Um, it's a lot of difficult fixtures to call this weekend. Um, Do you maybe want to back Wraith again. 
Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would go with Wraith away from home. It's you know, be tough, but it would be sad to be bit. So, if we go for that treble of Ross County, Wraith, and I'll be in Rovers, sixty-seven pound thirty. So fifty-seven pound thirty profit. That sounds a bit better. Eh? Yeah, we'll go with that. And first goal scorer. What do you want to do? Um, do, we, do we stick? Do we stick with Shankland, or do we change? Go for someone different. That's a toughie. Um, I, I noticed that your boy Vaughn scored at the weekend for Rathros, and I think it was first goal as well. Um, I could go for him then, I. Yeah. Lewis Vaughn. Yeah, well, I think that could be good odds away from home as well. So. Right, aye. Let's go with that. Um, odds will follow. Probably Friday. Usually it's kind of Friday we get the odds for the first goal scorer. Uh, mm. I think that probably should conclude the podcast. I think there's anything else. Is there anything you can think of? No, um, just want to say, Chris, I hope you get your, um, your computer fixed for next week. I've missed you. Yeah, and... I agree. I hopefully everything sorted. We hope, hope to make it join us, but yeah, unfortunately not. I'm sure he'll want to be. He'll be desperate to be on next week. Yeah. Definitely. That might depend. That might depend on the results. Maybe next week. Um, Celtic will be. <laughs> nah, to Two be fair, yeah, I think he'd more likely go into hiding if we beat them. Maybe the following week's post- podcast will be more likely to miss. I possibly I. Right, cheers, John. Right, cheers. Right. Right.